stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams or running away. All right, bang, we are recording. How's it going? What's going on today? I hope everyone's having a great morning, great evening, great afternoon, whatever time you listen to this at. But welcome to Hey Mark, the podcast where I get to talk about, you know, mental health, different adversities you struggle with in your life, moving forward, whether that's, you know, in your family life, your work life, any entrepreneurial stuff that you're going through, whatever struggles that you're dealing with. If you're brand new to this or you've seen it before, that's kind of what we talk about. It's uh, essentially just pushing good vibes forward into the universe and having authentic conversations with people. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, then please do refer it to a friend, someone that maybe is going through some struggles, has been through some struggles, or just wants to push their life into a better direction. But that's pretty much it for the intro. Um, I'm here today with James Brown. And this guy is a guy that I met in the gym a while back, and then we've kind of crossed paths in a couple different areas in our lives. He has really inspired me because he's doing you know, a lot of stand-up comedy recently, and that kind of got shut down, I think, because of COVID, but now he's kind of navigating around it and getting back into it. But I'll let you kind of tell your own story, tell your own intro. James, why don't you tell people like where they can find you on social media and what you've been up to, man? Cool, yeah. Uh, this is James Brown here. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, jamesbrown.ca. just that simple. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, like you said, we met at the gym. You know, uh, I'm a gym, gym guy. I've always been working out, uh, you know, health and fitness. You know, when it comes to values in life, everyone has a set of values. Uh, number one for me is health. Health is number one. It's the number one value over intimacy, over stability, over freedom, passion. Health is number one on that list. And in a year like this in 2020, you got to take care of your health. And mental health too, that's, that's a big thing. And I, 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 like, I hear what you say, Mark, about the mental health stuff. Very important these days. 100%. And I think they go hand in hand. I think, well, at least I've seen that in myself as well. Like when I'm you know, working out, taking care of my health, eating well, stretching, doing cardio, like everything combined is yeah. when I feel the best mentally as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, sorry. Shoot, shoot, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so how'd you, like, I never really asked you this, like, up front, but, like, how'd you get into doing stand-up comedy in the first place? So, um, it's interesting. It was on my 26th birthday, 26, when I turned 26 years old, I had this, like, epiphany. I was like, you know what? I should do comedy. I, I really should just do comedy. Um, I tested doing, like, improv when I was younger, a little bit of improv workshops. Um, I was a legendary uh, prank caller. We used to have a lot of sleepovers when I was a teenager. I was a legendary prank caller. This is back in the 90s when, like, you couldn't trace the calls. But I used to do a ton of prank calls. I was very funny. But it was, uh, it was just an epiphany I had after my 26th birthday. Uh, I felt like I should do comedy. I don't know why. Just It was something about that, uh, about that birthday. I just said do comedy. And then uh, I watched for a whole year. I just went to comedy places and just spied and watched a little bit for, like, a whole year before I actually went out and did it. Nice, man. Were you like anxious at all? Was that like something you were nervous about, like getting up into in, in front of a crowd? Have you done something like that before? No, I had did uh, I did some performing before, like uh, I, hip hop. I used to do perform hip hop, you know, dabble in hip hop a little bit. So I mean, I never had a problem with going up on stage. Uh, you know, even though I'm an introvert, I'm actually an introvert. I have this other side where I can 
I can go in front of people and stuff and, and do stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. That's sick, man. And now you're, you know, you said you were talking, you were telling me just before we started recording, like, like 10 years ago, you were doing some acting, you did some acting school, you yeah. did film school. And now that's kind of taken a full 360 and you're back to doing something like that. Well, how'd yeah. that happen? I don't know. It's uh well, part of it was, um, I got injured at work. Uh, got a, got a hand injury. So I had some time off and, uh, you know, part of my time off was just figuring out, you know, what I wanted to do. And uh, I, I did podcasting for like a year and a half. I was doing that. And then uh, I got back into doing stand up. And now I got back into doing acting. So it's like I had some free time in my hands, just kind of put things together. What did I want to do? You know, do I want to go this way or that way? And I don't know this, the energy of whatever is happening, man. Sometimes the, the energy, the thoughts, your thoughts be manifest into, into reality. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy like that. That's you know? sick, man. And so what do you, would you really like enjoy, obviously like getting a room full of laughs, getting a bunch of people smiling and clapping for you is like a huge uplift for you. But like what, what kind of draws you towards like doing stand up comedy? Like what do you get out of it? Um, the, it's a natural high. Like it's, it's going on stage by yourself, make it happen. When you come off stage, it's like, you, you feel high. It's a natural high. It's, it's a really good feeling. Um, and sometimes it's therapeutic if you're going through a lot of stuff and it forces you to get out of that shell and go out, maybe talk about some of the stuff that's going on or you can express. It's really about expression, expression. So if you're a person who maybe is repressed in real life, this is a chance. For, a lot of people, a lot of these comedians, they're repressed people. But when they go up on stage, it gives them a sense of, a sense of uh, self-expression. Nice. And have you ever run into any like problems or issues in terms of like what you say? Like, have you ever had people get mad at you or get like really choked or offended at all? Um, oh yeah. Sometimes, you know, especially my earlier days when uh, I was living pretty wild, you know, I would cross the line on a few things. Um, but it doesn't really affect me. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, freedom of speech, man. Uh, I never really offended anyone too much. Now I have friends that have, friends that had been in some dangerous situations. But for me personally, um, you know, that's not really my thing, making fun of people. I just kind of tell what's going on with me. And, you know, I kind of, I don't like to cross the line too much and, you know, go out there and, you know, go crazy or whatever, go dark. Yeah. Yeah. What kinds of things, like, this is just like my random curiosity, like what yeah. kinds of things really like piss people off the most? Like what, what have you seen like that really has gotten a joke? Racial, racial stuff will, will get it heated. You know, the first time I ever went on stage, first time I ever went on stage, right before I went on, a guy made a black joke and I was with my, my friend who's black and he tripped out. He, he didn't like it at all. And he told him to his face, like, yo, don't do that. You know, uh, the race thing, uh, sexuality, especially in these days now, the LGBT community, they have a lot more pull than, than back in the day. You can't tell those jokes anymore. Uh, so I'd say those, those are the type of, you know, two type of things. Yeah. Is there a way you think to joke about those things that, that wouldn't be offensive at all or? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course there's a way. Yeah. There's a way to make it funny, of course. But, uh, you know, it has to come from, it has to, the way you build it, the way you build it has to be clever and it has to come off as, you know, clever and, you know, a little bit genuine and not, not too, too much douchebag, too much douche on there. Yeah. No, yeah, if you got too much sprinkle of douche, then nobody likes that, eh? Yeah, and I was real douchey in my earlier days. I was, I was sort of a douchebag, but, you know, 
still talking about that kind of stuff. It still wasn't me. You know, I was just mostly talking about girls and, and dating and parties and stuff, you know, and uh, now I'm talking about crystals. I talk about like stuff like this amethyst crystals and like uh, hiking and, you know, health stuff. I'm vegan. So I'm talking about vegan stuff. You know, I'm always talking about vegan stuff and yoga and like, you know, Tinder, you know, stuff like that. Nice, man. Have you been doing yoga long? I, I literally just did yoga today. I did it like an hour and a half ago. That's oh, where wow. I was showering right before this. Awesome, man. Awesome. Have you been doing it for a while? Off and on. I've been doing it like off and on the last like uh, like eight eight years. Damn, man. I like Bikrams. I like I like hot yoga though. I like hot yoga. Oh yeah, yeah. I've just been doing it like literally online, like in my room, like that kind of stuff. Like it's it's kind of a little nice. bit more laid back, and I can do it a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what? Like what? Cause I actually reached out to you a while back cause I was interested in doing like stand up comedy yeah. and I don't know like if it's like a fear of doing it because I feel like I'm pretty comfortable talking to people and, and like uh, directing like an energy. I don't know why. Like I just never really, maybe I felt like I was like not writing enough material, but like, what would you say to someone that like wants to pursue something like that? But like has always been like, Oh, I'll do it in a couple months. Oh, I just got to get ready for it. That kind of thing. Um, I'd say, uh, forget the excuses, forget the procrastination, just, uh, go explore, go do it. Just investigate it first. That's what I did. I investigated. I went to live events and just watched for a while. Sometimes you have to be around the environment and watch for a little bit. You know, you want to watch, you know, sometimes before you go to the gym, you, you go to the gym to stake it out, see if you like it or not. You try a trial one week before you sign up. So it's the same thing, you know, just, you know. Check it out. Test the waters. Yeah, man. Have you yeah. ever like bombed a show, like completely bombed and had a crowd just like not react whatsoever? Um, I've had a couple shows that were considered a bomb, but you know, I've always got a couple laughs in there. So I've never had like a complete dead horrible, but yeah, definitely. I've, I've had some bombs and uh, you know, you always come back strong after that's done. You always come back strong, ready to work hard and, and make it tight the next time around yeah how do you like stay focused after that like how do you not get like mentally defeated yeah you can get mentally defeated and uh, comedians are real sensitive and shit you get really sensitive um in this in this comedian thing definitely hypersensitive um you know it's just uh you, you have that hunger you're like okay i want to come back i just want to do better you know and uh you know that's you just it's within yourself it's in yourself you either have it or you don't you know yeah, fair enough, man. That's sick. So when uh, when is your next show? Like, when are you doing your next gig? Oh, um, I need to take a break. To tell you the truth, I've been doing lots lately. Um, yeah, cause I, have, I see I, you on I, Instagram, like, literally, like, every yeah. week you're doing, like, one, two, three shows a week. Man. Right, right. I need a break. I need a break. I need to study. You know, I'm, I'm studying right now for the, uh, the group fitness uh, exam I got at the end of October. Uh, I'm doing acting stuff. I need a break. So the next show is sometime in October. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure a guy messaged me on Facebook today. Um, I'm hopefully going to take this week off. I think I'm going to take this week off. I'm probably not going to take this week off. <laughs> um, I want to take the week off. And then next week I'll reach out to a couple people and try to get some shows. But uh, yeah, probably next week sometime. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet, man. And have you seen like any like development in terms of like your communication in your regular life, like from yeah. doing stuff like this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
it trans it's a good transferable skill, especially if uh, you're meeting new people and you want to break the ice. Oh yeah, it works. Break the ice. Say if you even if you like uh, interested in you know opposite sex or whatever, you want to break the ice. Tell a couple jokes. Oh my god, it works so good time after time. Uh, so business, you know, uh, relationship wise, I mean, it's good. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah, that's sick, man. What would you say would be like your biggest like struggle getting getting into the industry and like getting started? Mm -hmm. was? The biggest struggle for somebody, I'd say, uh, I mean, it's really stage fright going up there. That'd be the biggest thing is just going up physically, just doing it is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. And then you just kind of like just did it. Just did it, yeah. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of new, there's a new crop of people that are doing it now. Brand new, they're hungry. Young guys, older guys, there's no age limit with comedy. There's no age that you have to be, oh, I'm too old, I can't do it, I'm too young. You can do it anytime. That's the good thing about it. You know, you can do it anytime. Yeah. So if you're not ready now, you might be ready next year. You don't have the beard right now, wait till you get the beard. You might want to wait till you grow the beard, you know? Do you think I was funnier with my beard? uh <laughs> no no this is good this is good yeah i like just did the clean shave this week actually <laughs> nice. I, I don't know if i like it I, I don't think i like it man i like having a beard better i think yeah need your id sir i need your id definitely no, gonna get id'd no kidding man i look like a child again yeah definitely like definitely yeah oh i had a brand new i had a brand new ring light but i haven't set it up yet the ring light would have been nice you know those ring lights? Do you have one? Yeah, I do have one, actually. Yeah, that's what's yeah. illuminating my little face right now, man. I just bought it. I didn't set it up yet, though. That's why, yeah. Oh, well. Did you get it just for, like, doing filming stuff at your place? Yeah, yeah, for self-filming. So, yeah, that's that's the new thing now, man, is, is, uh, is getting into acting. Uh, I love comedy. Comedy's awesome. But, uh, yeah, the filming, I really missed uh, doing acting, so I'm really excited to get back into uh that stuff. They're filming a lot out here. There's supposed to be some big Netflix the production. Big kind of Netflix thing is coming here. Like a big, I don't know what it is, but something to do with Netflix. That's yeah. sick, man. Yeah. So. so how have you kind of stayed? Like, you seem like pretty happy. You seem like really, really good right now. Like, what, how have you kind of stayed focused? How have you stayed energized through like the past like few months? The hikes. The hikes have been helping lots. You see me on Instagram, jamesbrown.ca. Uh, a lot of hikes, man. I've been exploring a lot of different areas going out to the fraser valley uh and beyond sometimes going up to uh whistler see the sky highway all around there lions bay i've been really like uh getting outdoors and, and getting out there and really really enjoying it yeah yeah man well how did you like kind of have you always been like a big hiker no no that only started like maybe two and a half around the time i got injured so about two years ago it was about the time i got injured i had all this free time so i started just like kind of doing some trails and stuff. I couldn't really work out with my hands. So I was doing a lot of cardio and uh, I just started going the grouse grind. Then, you know, I started checking out other little spots and uh, it kind of just snowballed from there. Yeah. And did you kind of just like pull your buddies into it or did you end up making new friends that were interested in hiking or like how did yes. you? You definitely made new friends that are into hikes. Uh, you meet a lot of people, you run into old friends that are on hikes too. Like you, it's, it's a community, you run into people, add people on Instagram and then, you know, people on Instagram tell you about, you know, Oh, try this hike or you follow their story. Like, Hey, where's that, where's that hike? And it's like, it's like a little community. And then, uh, there's a there's a hiking app called all trails. And I use that and that's where you can kind of find and get the GPS to go to 
go to different locations. It's so easy these days. Yeah. It really, it really is. What's up? What's your plan like coming up for the winter? You're gonna be hiking all through winter. Oh. oh yeah, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And now because it's snowballing into fall, the bears are gone. So some of those areas where I wanted to go where the bears were, the bears are gonna be hibernating now. So I'm going over there now. Nice man. What's the next hike you think you're planning on going? Uh, I'm going one on Wednesday. Uh, maybe Seymour, and then I got a plan to go on Saturday with a friend. But I'll probably in between there, I'll probably hit another two. You know, just on my own. Unreal, man. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. And so, like, other than obviously, like the uh, physical aspect of like getting a good workout in, getting to see the sick views, like getting a good, like you know, like you're breathing heavy and yeah. really get a good cardio workout. Like, what's your favorite part about doing something like that? About the hikes or the. Yeah. the Oh, the favorite part, it's the views. It's the views. It's its nature. It's its like there really is a lot of beauty in life. You know, if uh, say if you live in like in a maybe an apartment that's not so great or your car's not so great, you know, when you're out and you're seeing the peak of the hike, I mean, it's, it's priceless. It doesn't matter what you drive. It doesn't matter how much you got in the bank. I mean, it's just nothing but mother nature, God, whatever you want to call it. And it's its great. I actually started meditating since last summer when I reached the peak when there's no one around. I actually meditate now. and. Uh, it's really, you open your eyes and you're like seeing like just big, big mountains and, and birds. It's, it's crazy. It's really, you have to experience it. It's, it's something else, man. Yeah, man. I've been on a few hikes. I've never meditated at the top. I have tried meditating like quite a few times, like kind of just like maybe like before bed or after a workout, that kind of thing. Especially nice. like after a yoga, like it's really easy to, obviously you're a little bit more grounded. Like, how, did you have difficulties when you started meditating, like getting yeah. focused in on it or? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been a meditate guy. This is all new to me. Right. I just started like last summer. Uh, I seen a guy on the Squamish on the chief and he, like I, I found a spot by myself and then I looked down, there was a guy just sitting there meditating. I was like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. So I've been trying it, you know, trying it out and see, you know, see how it goes. Yeah, man. Have you, have you like been through, you know, like, has there been at any point this, this year where you know, there's so much going on, man? Like yeah. there is literally like so much going on between like the coronavirus and the U.S. election and all the race riots going on yeah. down in, the, in the States. Man, like it seems like literally every week there's a new problem and they just keep stacking up. Like has this affected you at all? Oh, easily, easily. I was I was in a really bad place mentally, like especially like – May, June, July, those three months were hard mentally, watching the news all the time and like other problems aside from outside of that, it, it was bad, it, it was really bad. Um, I was in a bad place. Uh, the hiking helped of course, uh, eliminating toxic relationships helped and I stopped watching the news. Like you can't watch the news every single morning, every single night, like I just, I stopped watching the news, man. It was just, it wasn't healthy. It was just, it was just too much overdose. You know, it makes you go try to get toilet paper. You don't even need toilet paper, but you go grab it anyways because you're brainwashed by the panic. Like, it was crazy. It was absolutely fucking nuts. What did you find, like, kind of impacted you the most? Like, was it, like, did you feel like you were kind of, like, getting, like, depressed? Or did you feel like you were just, like, anxious all the time? Did you feel like you were just, like, kind of run down? Or, like, what happened with you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was just a combination of everything. Depression, uh just mentally just on edge all the time, everything on edge. Um, yeah. I mean, all those things, uh, you know, you even get a little fearful, 
about oh what's going to happen but you can't that you can't run by fear you can't live off fear um and toxic relationship toxic people they get you caught up in their energy of panic or whatever you can't be around that so um out, the outdoors really was just hiking it just did it for me you know it, it was like a really good thing especially stretching i go to a park take off my shoes be my bare feet and like stretch at night and just you know be one with the earth you know it was just awesome you know and i quit drinking oh yeah i, I haven't had a drink since the end of july so i didn't want to play with my uh my, my mental state that much uh I didn't want to play with my, you know, play with it. So I just, I quit drinking since uh, July. Yeah. That's sick, man. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I know like for myself, I found myself in the last, like probably like four months. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a depressed state or an anxious state, but I found myself just getting really agitated all the time, man. Like I was super angry and like, just like everything seemed to piss me off. Like the I was that- angry too. I'm still angry. Yeah. And it's like, man, you can't, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I spoke about it with someone last week and we were just kind of chatting about how like little things now just piss me off like so yeah. much, man. Like I'm at work and like a little thing, like kind of, I have to maybe redo it. Like I'm working in construction right now, like as a carpenter and yeah. like, man, like you frame a wall and then you make a mistake and you have to redo part of it. And like little things do just make me so choked to the point where I'm like, I need to go for a walk. Like I tell my boss, like I need to go for a walk and just breathe for a minute and a half. Like I haven't had to do that before at work. Like, I don't Mm. know why, why it's impacting me like this. I don't know if it's the year or maybe like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. So what have you been doing to cope with that? I've been angry also. I've been very angry. Yeah. Well, I, uh, like you said, man, I've been stretching a little bit more. I've been trying to do yoga. Like yoga is something that I never really got into. Like I've always kind of been into like the bodybuilding scene and just lifting yeah. weights. And like, if I was doing cardio, it's just Stairmaster. Like that's kind of all I was about. Now I'm, you know, trying to do a little bit more yoga a couple times a week, just kind of stretch out a little bit more and breathe, like focus on my breathing. Yeah. Dude, that was huge but also just kind of like addressing things when they piss me off. Like that's actually like another thing that I you know I never used to do. I would, I would get really pissed off. Say like the, the, the example at work and I would just blame it on work that day. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's obviously I'm just pissed off at work. And then I get home and I'm like still kind of agitated. I'm like, dude, I'm not even at work anymore. Like it's obviously yeah. not just work that's bugging you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sitting down and just kind of journaling through that. And just like, for me, like it sounds kind of nerdy and weird, but like I started journaling a a while back and just writing down little things that irk you. And then you realize, okay, there seems to be a pattern here. Like it's not maybe work. Maybe it's something else you're dealing with inside. man. I've been journaling for a while now, man. I I do journaling also. Yeah. How, How long, how long have you been doing it for? Oh, fuck. I've been doing it since like, fucking well just put it this way i've been doing it a long time at least at least 10 years yeah yeah was it hard for you to start no i've always been a writer i've always been a writer i've always been writing things so no man it was really hard for me to start the habit like super hard for me to start it like i would be like really motivated to do it i'd buy a journal buy a new pen and designate it for my journaling and then, uh, like two days in, I'd stop completely and then just like pick it up after a couple of weeks again. Awesome. Man. Yeah. This is, it's good. It's good for you, man. It's good for you. You know, um, anger, people have been angry. I forgot about that anger. I've been 
I've been hitting the bag lots lately. That's that's what I've been doing. I've been I've had a lot of energy. I've been fucking hitting the bag. My I got bruises on my knees, my knuckles. I've I've been hitting the bag. I've been uh yeah. It's it's been good. It's been good. Are you going to a gym again? I am going to the gym again. Yeah, I just started this month. Let me ask you, man. For people in Vancouver, where where are you working out right now? If you don't mind, I, I work out Steve Nash. Well, it's yeah. Fitness World now. Fitness World, yeah. Yeah, which location are you at? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not there anymore. I'm not there. Oh dang, man! We're gonna have to link up. I won't make you say the location right now, but I'll, I'll, we're gonna have to link up, man, because I'm looking for a new gym coming up. I, uh, I just grabbed like a temporary pass at like this warehouse gym in Richmond for the. I know Sports months. Central. Yeah, it's pretty I, sick. I used to go there, but I, I only did like I think like a couple week passes there. It was okay. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just getting temporary passes for now until I find like an actual gym that I can permanently lock down again. Because I was at uh, Steve Nash or Fitness World for years. I worked there for a few yeah. years, but like that was like my first gym I joined when I was like 17. So yeah, like 16. And so now I'm like, uh, I'm going to test the waters to see if I've been missing anything else in the fitness industry for a while. Like, I don't know. I tried the orange theory. I went to orange theory to check it out, but it's like, uh, they do the circuit group fitness stuff. It's okay. If you want to get like a quick, quick workout in, shake things up a little bit. It's okay. Uh, I went to oxygen. You ever heard oxygen? Did yeah. a couple of classes there. They worked me out pretty good. And, uh, there's a gym called WRX. It's like a kickboxing gym. I'm trying to check out coming up because I really want to start hitting the bag. That's sick, man. Where is it? Where is that? Is that Burnaby or New West or Richmond? no? This one's it's, it's in Delta, Surrey Delta. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Nice. W, I think it's called WRX. Yeah, pretty sure. Wow, check it out. So that's not too far from me either, actually. I read a biography on Bruce Lee this summer. That's part of it. I was, it's a big, thick book. It was like 400 pages. I read August and uh, July. I was reading the Bruce Lee biography. It really kind of like, that was part of the acting thing too, was reading that Bruce Lee biography because he was like doing his, uh, you know, karate stuff, but he was, he was actually a, a child actor in, uh, in, in China. And then when he moved to uh, San Francisco, when he was like 17, he got back into film and stuff and was teaching at schools, but he, he was an actor. He was always been like an actor. He comes from a, a family. His dad was a performer and uh, some of his kind of like moves to, to make it to, to get up in the industry. I'm sort of like following some of those moves that he, uh, no, no karate moves, but like actually it's like his steps in like trying to achieve, you know, moving forward in, in a new direction. It, yeah. The book is really inspiring. Have you always been a big reader? Yes. Look what I got. This is what I have right now. My, I'm reading this. This is Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. And I also have like, I got an ebook that I'm reading right now. It's called Think and Grow Rich, which a lot of people have heard of that one. Yeah, and, yeah I've uh, read that one as well. Yeah, so I'm reading that. And I got another one called Guaranteed Success, which is like another kind of motivational one. I'll read them in the morning. Yeah, I've always been a reader. Yeah. What's a, what would you say is like your favorite book or like your most impactful book that helped you out? Oh, wow. Uh, the most, the book that had the, like, I, I, I don't know about the most, but for a certain amount of time, uh, there's this book, it's called uh, Monster. You've heard of Monster? No, I haven't. So it's the life, it's the autobiography of an LA gang member. This guy's name's Monster, Sankia Shakur. He was uh, like a gangster crip. He was in the gangs ever since he was like 11 years old. But uh, the book is really, it was really inspiring and it kept me 
away from from the dangers of that world. It, it, in the time that I read it, and I think I was about 17 years old. Uh, you know, I was really I was an at risk youth. I was doing a lot of bad stuff, and that book maybe not cross the line to go over to that side because when you do, you turn into a monster. And he was talking about the monster mentality of, of, of that world. And uh, it really, it kind of scared me straight for that time period of life. It scared me straight to not go in that direction particularly. So that was very, very impactful book uh, in a very potent time in my life. Yeah. Did someone give it to you or did you just stumble on it yourself or? I, a friend of mine was reading it. Yeah. I remember this guy, he lived at a group home. He was really, he was at trouble. He was a troubled youth, but uh, he was reading it. And I guess somehow I might've took it or somehow I came into possession of the book, but uh, that was a really influential book. And then obviously the, uh, the think and grow rich, you know, in my adult years, that's, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty impa impactful book as well. Yeah, man. So like circling back to comedy, like how has yeah. it been with like COVID and like all the restrictions going on? Like how, how have you kind of navigated that? Like since like kind of the lockdown happened and then we started to release a little bit of restrictions, like what's going on now? Um, well, when it first started, I was, it's, it ended like in March, right? Um, I was really busy. I was really starting to find my groove around that time. So I was pissed off that it stopped. But it opened up, I think, around uh, June, July. It kind of opened up a little bit. Uh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy because now Yuck Yucks is not here anymore. It shut down. And there's one other comedy club in New West. But all these little, like, independent, like, comedy things are popping up all over the place. It's really given people an opportunity to perform. And it's, it's, it's something else. It's, it's a crazy scene right now. All these guys, you know, producing weekly shows. It's not just one guy. It's, like, different clicks, different sets of people putting on, like, shows all the time outdoor shows zoom comedy shows you know it just it's there's like it's just so much going on right now it's unbelievable it's a great scene to be in right now it really is that's sick man so like, did yuck yucks close because they couldn't like was it like uh, a monet monetary thing yeah yeah the money they can't if they can't pack the house you know what can you do nightclubs too it's like you can't pack people in you're gonna lose money yeah so do you think it's a permanent thing or do you think they'll open up eventually once all these restrictions end? I, I hope so. I really, I went to, yeah, I, I really hope so. I, I really hope so. But I don't know. There's a comedy club in New Westminster, a uh, new one there, House of Comedy. So they're, they're still doing their thing. So I'm hoping to check it out and, and get in with them. It's on them, Columbia, you know? right? Yeah, it's on Columbia. I think I've seen it driving by there, man. Yeah. So are a lot of people coming to these places? Like, what happens? Like, how? Like, is it a struggle to get a crowd in there? Or, um, no, no. The, the events are selling out. People want to go out. You have to book it. Most of them online, and then when you show up, you get your seating because seating is limited right now. You can't have big groups, but uh, shows are selling out, man. People, people want to attend. I've had friends that showed up. They want to like, hey, James, I want to watch you, dude. We're at capacity. You can't even get in here. You have to book online. You know, everything, almost everything is online now, you know? So, yeah, man. Yeah, it's busy, man. People want to watch comedy. It's, 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 it's spectacular. It's great to be a part of this right now. I need a break. I need a week off, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Has it just been like, is it like a different vibe? Because there's like, what, probably half the people in there now or? Yeah. Yeah. It's a different vibe. But then um, it's given more opportunity for comics. I like that. Like, especially like the comics that are on the lower chain of things, because you have the high end comics that were always at Yuck Yucks and always performing those shows. There's a whole 
just seeing the people that not that are not in that level, but they're really getting a chance to express themselves and putting on independent shows, you know? So it's, it's, it's a blessing in disguise. I feel like. Yeah. Do you, have you had any like, uh, like buddies that do it that kind of have been discouraged by this whole thing? No, no. Everyone's thriving in it. Everyone loves what's happening. Yeah. They're enjoying it a lot. And talk to me about like the zoom comedy show. Like how does that work, man? Um, I mean, it's like what we're doing right now. You put together like five minutes of material and then you, you tell the jokes and you have like some kind of judges or people that are logging in to kind of watch what's going on. So, uh, you can, yeah, that's, I did a couple of those. I did some, uh, some stuff for like YouTube where we're at the Havana theater, uh, you know, in commercial drive and you're, oh, sorry, we're live streaming it. That's what we're doing live streaming and then upload it to YouTube without a real audience there. You're in a stage in a theater, just, just talking. You know, for oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah, it's been creative, and people are doing shows on Kids Beach or outdoor shows. I know people that do outdoor shows. Like it's, it's crazy, you're getting creative. You know? Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle kind of kicked that off, man. He had the first like live comedy show that got released. It was like a Netflix or a YouTube special or something like that. Did you see it? No, but you told me about Ronnie Chang though. Ronnie Chang's dope. I mean, yeah, you're the one about yeah, you yeah. watched that the Netflix special, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, man. What, like, there seems to be, like, I don't know why, like, there seems to be, like, this weird quality, because I've always been, like, a pretty big comedy nerd, but, like, I've never really figured out, like, why I like certain people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there seems to be, like, a weird trait that people have that makes them, like, really good at it. And then there seems to be, like, another trait where they can deliver, like, maybe decent material but they end up pissing people off or just like not being funny or just being boring like i wonder what that like obviously it's more than just being funny but yeah. like there seems to be like a trait that people have that just like they're so charismatic that they can carry like an entire crowd like that yeah i mean comedy subjective right it's it's uh subjective to different points of views different age brackets different uh ethnicity so it's subjective some people are good at different things some people are good at crowd work they do the crowd some people are good at you know one two one two punchlines some people are good at impressions they can do good impressions uh some people do physical physical comedy you know physical stuff like that um some people have the stage presence you know that's sort of my style i have like a presence so even if i'm not getting laughs people just want to watch me and sit back and just watch because maybe they like to watch me i have like a presence so yeah and you know different people you know have different things you know sometimes you just want to sit back and watch sometimes you want to just laugh at everything it's it's very subjective yeah man yeah what do you think was like the hardest like show that you've done like what like the hardest crowd that you've had like what like oh that's easy that's easy um seattle i was in seattle i did a show at the comedy underground it's the biggest uh the biggest comedy club in seattle i did a show there oh it was a tough crowd, man. I did not do good at all. At the end, I got him with a couple of laughs at the end because I had a joke that was really good. I still use that joke to this day. But yeah, it was a it was a tough crowd, man. Seattle, Seattle's uh yeah, they're a rough crowd at the, the Comedy Underground. Where like have you had people like heckle you or boo you or just like no reaction whatsoever? I've had the no reaction before, uh, but not the whole time. And I've had I had one boo, just some drunk guy at a bar one time. He was just too drunk. Boo. But I've, I've never heard like a boo before, except for that one drunk guy. And I've done over like, I'd say maybe 200 performances easy. That's sick, man. You're either really funny or people are a lot nicer than we think. Yeah. Yeah.
maybe both. That's so sick, man. And so like moving forward, like what, like what kind of aspirations do you have with like acting? Like, how do you think that that's going to play out? Like what's, what's kind of going on there in that realm? Well, these are just the baby steps right now. Um, I'd like to do something, you know, involved with Netflix cause they're shooting Netflix stuff out here. Um, I mean, I don't know, whatever it is, I want to be successful at it. So if it's acting, I want to be successful at it. Uh, and to just motivate people and help the youth, you know? So if I'm successful in comedy or if I'm successful in acting, you know, which I plan to be, cause I'm putting the energy out there. You know, I definitely yeah. want to show, you know, you know, kids, youth, you know, that you can, you know, work real hard for something and, uh, you know, change your life. You know, I did. It doesn't matter what age you are, really. You can change your life regardless, you know? So not just for the youth, people in general, you know? Yeah, man. And so were you always, like, kind of, like, introverted as a kid? Like, when you were, like, a little kid and as a teenager, were you, like, super introverted? Because you said you're no. an introvert. I'm an introvert, yes. But there's a part of me that's extrovert. Like, I'm shy. But, I mean, just being around a lot of people, a lot of friends, you, you, you get out of that. I mean, the core person, the core is shy, but... Um, I don't know. I have a out there kind of personality. So no, I wasn't really that shy as a kid. Was I shy to go on stage? I was shy to go up on stage and perform as a kid. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it goes kind of back and forth. It's like an oxymoron. It's a, it's, it's a hard thing, but I don't I, no. I would say no. Okay. So then you were kind of like a little bit more extrovert as a kid. So it was like maybe a little bit more natural for you to go on stage. It sounds like there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to go on stage, but you know, I played a lot of sports like rugby and stuff like that, basketball. So it's either you go comedy, you go theater, you know, you really want to do theater, but all your friends are playing sports, you know, we're hanging out, you know, you, sports, right? You go sports and shit. I never got a chance to do any kind of performance in high school, anything at all. You wish you did? I wanted to. I Even at that, I can remember I wanted to do, there's a little shop of horrors, you know, musical. I wanted to do that. I wanted to go on stage, but Everyone played basketball. Everyone played rugby. Everyone played football. What can I do? I'm, I'm in, you know, you just follow the group. You follow the crew, right? Everyone hangs out. Everyone sleeps over each other's houses. We all play sports. So, but I always wanted to do performing. So, you know, that was where I kind of, you know, my interests differ from a group dynamic. You got to be independent to be happy and, you know, find out what you want to do. Yeah. If you were, cause I kind of always actually like felt kind of similar to that. Like I was like, I really wanted to be in like kind of drama class, but then I always had to put on this front. Like I was cool anyways. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I ended up like kind of being an idiot in my drama class and getting kicked out of it. They were like, so did I, I got kicked out of drama class. Yeah, man. So then that kind of discouraged me. And I was like, man, yeah. fuck this. I'll just play sports. Man. I don't need these people. Like, yeah, I really choked, man. What, what would you say to your like teenage self or your, your uh, ch childhood self? Like if you could just to kind of encourage you to get back onto that stage. Um, I would say uh, just be you, be you. Don't follow the crowd. Be you, be what you're supposed to be. You know, just be you. Yeah. yeah just be man. you. I got so kicked out of drama too. That's funny. What'd you do? I just acting out just like be, you know, like a class clown. I was just talking back lots and yeah, they kicked me out, man. Yeah. That's funny, man. That's, that's such a funny. weird coincidence that we both got kicked out. Yeah. I think I damaged or lost a camera for a project we were supposed to do. And uh, my teacher was not choked or she was not happy about that. She was pretty choked. She was like, yeah, you should. Damn. Have done that. 
Damn. But what could I do, man? I was an idiot. I was a kid, man. I, yeah. I, well, I'm still an idiot. I'm just not a kid, even though I look like one without the beard. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> you can't drive. You shouldn't be driving a car, sir. No yeah. kidding. They're like, where's your parent? Where's your parent, man? Yeah. No kidding, man. Would so, like, like what? Huh? I was going to say, so what have you been up to recently other than doing comedy and, like, kind of going for hikes? Like, you're, like, busy schedule, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh... The comedy shows, you know, uh, acting, you know, podcast, you know, like this thing. I did a podcast with a friend of mine last week, uh, studying, you know, studying, just trying to find different, trying to work out again, get my strength. I lost a lot of strength, man, during the, the lockdown. I'm not like, I'm pressing like 40 pounds each I'm having a hard time, man. Like my strength is gone. I feel you on that one, man. My legs are good. My legs are good. Yeah. Got a yeah. good foundation, dude. Got yeah, a good but, foundation, dude. And so you, I remember when we first started talking about this, you were like, oh, I got some stories back in the Richmond days. Like, did you oh. grow up in Richmond? <laughs> so, so my late teens, I, I moved to Richmond in my late teens and I was there to like, uh, I was there for a while, like off and on for almost like 10 years. So, oh, I got a lot of Richmond stories, man. Holy shit, I got a lot of Richmond stories. Where do you want to start? Like, did you grow up in, like, New West Burnaby or, like, Vancouver? No. Or? I grew up around, like, East Van, South Van. Yeah. Okay. And then you With moved the Killarney Secondary School. And then I moved to Richmond. Yeah. Dude, my dad went to Killarney, actually. He grew up in East Van as well. Yeah. Cougars. Cougars. Yeah. yeah. And, then you, and then you ended up moving to Richmond? Yes. Yes. How come, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, just my family. I live with my mom and stuff. They all moved to Richmond. And uh, I didn't move there right away. I was living with my sister out in Burnaby for a little bit and uh, yeah, I didn't move, I didn't move with them right away. And then, you know, I ended up uh, moving there. I resisted. I didn't want to go to Richmond. It's far, right? But uh, wow, Richmond, a lot of stories. Richmond, when I was a teenager, fucking gold mine for chicks. A fucking <laughs> gold mine. Gold mine, man. The fucking mall, uh, fucking Gary Point. All, all the like liquor stores. I go to like Ackroyd Plaza. You know where Ackroyd Plaza is on Three yeah. Road? Yeah, I used to work at that Boston Pizza in Ackroyd Plaza, man. Yeah. So, you know, Ackroyd, that liquor store, I just show up on a Friday night. There'd be like chicks fucking getting liquor. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, oh, where are you going? I don't know. Where are you going? Fucking just hang out with them. Camby dances, Minaru dances, like football games, Palmer football games, Hugh Boy football games. Fuck, Richmond was fucking different. It's like a different world, man. It was. It was a big sports hub, though. Uh, back in the days, it was like they were really in the sports, like they really supported community sports. Yeah, yeah, it's always been like pretty like heavy community based for sure. Yeah. Man. And cool. then, what was your what was like your favorite thing? Obviously, like the chicks and the partying yeah. was sick, yeah. but like what was your favorite thing about living in Richmond? <laughs> well, it has to do with the chicks again because Richmond's full of water, right? It's all water. So if you have a car or your friends have a car, you can always just pull up to like a cool spot at night, like right near the dike. And it's all surrounded by dikes. So there's so many different dikes to go to. Terra Nova, there's Three Road, there's like the Steveston area, there's Bridgeport, all the dike yeah, areas. Dude, you do know Richmond. I, I know Richmond, man. Trust me, there's all, by the airport, by the airport's a really good spot, airport. There's all the dikes. So if you have like a date, you can always like pull up to the spot and you know, hang out. If, you, if you're a stoner, go and do your stoner stuff. Hang out by the water, do your stoner thing. You know, hang out with friends, drink near the water. It's just all water. It's just so many fucking cool spots in Richmond. Triangle Beach, right? Triangle Beach is a good yeah. spot. I know the spots in Richmond, man. There's just so many fucking spots. So, um, 
you know, if you're into that kind of thing, not staying home and like being out and like kind of just chilling with like nature, there's no mountains, but I mean, there's lo there's lots of water in Richmond, a lot of cool spots too. And the fog, when it, like early morning, the fog comes in or like late at night when the fog comes, it's kind of creepy and it's kind of cool though. I, I, I miss that in Richmond, those early morning foggy, foggy days. I, I like that. Yeah, man. I go through it with my bike and I, I run through it every single morning, man. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. wild. You never think about it because like whenever you visit like other places, you never, you always forget about how low Richmond is because it's like below sea level, man. Yeah. It's lots like a of, giant bowl. Lots of stories in Richmond from like uh, getting hit by cars. I got hit by a car when I was on rollerblades when I was younger. Rollerblading wow. from work and a fucking guy hit me. Uh, right by Lansdale, three road, like three in Westminster, just a little past there. Right by Ackroyd, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I got hit. I got hit by a uh, got hit by a car, and uh, I collected some money. Um, so with the money, I uh, I bought a camcorder, video camera back in the day. I bought a Cadillac, and I bought a garbage bag full of weed. Garbage bag. <laughs> weed. This is a true story. This is a Richmond story. It's true. Very. It's fucking true. <laughs> That's not the only car accident I got into in Richmond. A lot of car accidents. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Played a lot of basketball. Richmond's definitely into basketball. A lot of ballers and stuff. My brother plays lots there. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of street ball, organized ball in, in, in Richmond and parties. You know, I used to be a party promoter in Richmond. Oh, my yeah. Friend used, yeah, my friend used to do, like, uh, nightclub little, like, long weekend parties and stuff. So we'd, like, go to, like, uh, this is before social media, so... He had to kind of go out there, like the Quantland, go to cactus clubs and like let people know about the parties. So yeah, Richmond did a lot of parties there. Uh, yeah, it was just a really, really cool time. Richmond was cool, man. Richmond That's was really sick. cool. Thompson Community Center, number one. I love Thompson Community Center. Used to work out there lots. Cool people. Yeah, dude. They got like a skate park there. They got basketball courts. They got hockey arenas. They got a gym yes. there. That place is actually pretty sick, man. Yeah, Thompson. Awesome personal trainer. There's a guy named Murray. Murray, number one trainer in Richmond. Forgot his last name, but if you ever book like an exam, fitness related, look up Murray in Richmond. He's awesome, man. That's sick, dude. So you said you were kind of hesitant to go to uh, Richmond because obviously yeah. you like grew up in South Bend, East Bend. You were like, yeah. obviously you have your buddies there. Yeah. And, and like, what what kind of was the turning point for you? Like, where did you kind of see that you're like, okay, this isn't that bad? Oh, um, that's easy. That was the first Halloween that I had in Richmond. The first Halloween in Richmond was fucking madness. Um, so I, I wasn't drinking. I'm underage anyways. I shouldn't be drinking, right? But So I quit drinking. Uh, I met a couple new friends. Um, I went to this crazy Halloween party. Got fucking loaded. I still have like two pictures from that night too, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess, message you on Instagram. You'll see the pictures. I took off my shirt. I was dancing with every fucking girl in the party. And uh, next thing you know, someone said, cops, cops, cops. We fucking, cops came. I jump in a limousine, and then we end up at Brick House. It's fucking crazy. That place fucking crazy. Is, yeah, dude, I love growing up in Richmond, man. Growing up in Richmond was so sick. I really appreciated it a lot, actually. Which, which area did you go up around? Uh, like Canby, like East Richmond. Like I yeah. kind of grew up in that area. I went to McNair, and I went to McRoberts Secondary School. I went to two different high schools. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was it was pretty sick. It was pretty wild. I really enjoy Richmond a lot, and there's gotta, a lot of. Uh, sorry, I know Canby area very well too. Yeah, dude, it's a funny place, man. That area is real funny. Prior to living, prior to living in Richmond, I actually did live in Richmond when I was like really young, like eight years old. We lived in Richmond for like 
maybe like a year, like half a year. And all I knew about Richmond was Camby because I lived off Bridgeport. That's all I knew. That's so when I moved to, there. Yeah. When, no, well, yeah, sort of around there. So when I lived on Three Road and like Blundell, right? Uh, yeah. I would take the bus all the way to Canby just to work out because that's all I knew in Richmond was Canby. <laughs> I used to take the bus to Canby to work out. I didn't know anything about Richmond, but I just knew that from when I was a kid. Canby. Yeah. That's You're like, it. oh, I can go there to work out. But then you didn't even know there's like four gyms <laughs> on the way there. I didn't know. I didn't even know, man. It was crazy. I didn't even fucking know. That's so sick. Were your uh, buddies from Vancouver coming to Richmond to visit you when you moved to Richmond? No, no, they didn't visit me. No, I had to make new friends, man. But it was all good. I met a, I met a lot of people in Richmond. A lot of, a lot of cool, a lot of different types of people, cool people. So yeah, it's awesome there. Yeah, dude. It's kind of a, it's a cool spot, man. It's somewhere that uh, there's literally like so many different cultures just jammed into one city. Man. Well, I feel yeah. like all of Vancouver is like that. It's just so many different backgrounds, so many different like groups of people that are just jammed into one big city, man. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. You don't really like, uh, I don't know, like for you, like when you travel or anything like that, like sometimes you go places and you like kind of forget about how much diversity there is here. Yes. You go somewhere else. Like, dude, I went to Calgary a couple of years ago for the stampede and I'm like looking around and I'm like, dude, there is no diversity here whatsoever. How was the stampede? It was nuts. Absolutely nuts? insane. Highly recommend it, man. Not my Highly scene. Not my scene, Mark. Not my scene. You'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. It sounds like by you, you'd like it, man. You'd like it. You go to different concerts every single night. It's not all country music. Like we went to like like rock concerts. We went to rap concerts. We went yeah. to like motocross. We went to tons of different things, man. Like at the end of the day, dude. You know what my favorite part was? The food, bro. Yeah. Food was unreal. And nice. just the entire energy of that city when the stampede is there, dude, like, I'm pretty sure banks close early. Like, nobody cares about anything other than partying for that entire week. Yeah. If you're interested in partying, then I recommend you check that out. No, I'm not interested in partying. I like quiet. I like quiet, Mark. I like quiet. That's why I go on hiking. It's quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just feeding off that energy you were just talking about, man. I just like, dude, that fired me up. And it was also like, I think three years ago when I went. So I was still drinking quite a bit. Like I, yeah. I haven't had a drink in months either, to be honest. So yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of in a similar vibe to you right now. I used to party quite a bit. And now I'm just, uh, dude, my, li my life is super boring right now. Like I wake up, work out, go to work, work out, read, go to sleep. That's pretty much wow. it. Wow. That's discipline man discipline that's good yeah dude i've been doing this discipline it's literally a discipline program recently i'm almost done i think i got i'm on day 57 right now and it's a 75 day program so that's 18 more days after this nice 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 that's good that's good i'm excited man i'm excited you have any plans for the rest of this evening at all yes i have to meet a I have to meet a guy to get some Jamaican patties, vegan, some vegan Jamaican patties. And so I got to meet a guy later. Um, uh, I'm going to watch some Netflix. Uh, my body's toasted from yesterday, so I'm trying not to do too much. I might go for a walk, but my body's toast, man. Uh, I didn't stretch after my hike yesterday. So I usually stretch and like I use the pliability. I use those foam, those rollers. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing the rollers about two years. I got a vibrating roller and I've been recovering quick from the hikes. Oh, you you got the vibrating one, hey? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, those things are sick. 
I used to use them when I worked at the gym. I used to use the ones that the trainers would use. Those are, yeah, those are primo. Unreal, man. Get one, man. Get one. It's, it's, it, the, my recovery from the hikes is fucking off the charts, man, because I use those, those, I've rolled my, uh, the, the fascia, the, whatever, the fascia stuff out of your, out of your muscles. It, it works. It works, man. A good book for you to read TB12, Tom Brady. Awesome book. He's the one that yeah. got me onto the rollers, TB12. Twelve. I'm writing that one down. And also, Monster. You said the earlier one. Yeah, Monster. It's it's it's, it's a good one. But yeah, TB12 for like fitness. Fucking awesome book. Yeah. Yo. So J- vegan Jamaican patties. Vegan Jamaican patties. Yeah. What's I got to meet a guy. What's in there? Like yeah, just I don't lentils. Know. Lentils. Yeah, lentils and like peas and like maybe some potatoes in there. Yeah. Dude, you got to let me know how they are. And then if they're good, you got to let me know who this guy is because I want in on that, man. So I, I'm actually allergic to uh, – I can't eat red meat. And, like, mm. you know, obviously, like, Jamaican patties usually have beef in them. Yeah. It's hard to find the chicken ones. But, like, uh, man, I'm looking for something that doesn't have red meat. So that actually might be something I'm interested in trying out, man. Okay, yeah. I can uh, – I'll, I'll talk with him. I'll see if uh... – he usually drives to meet people too. If you're not too far, he'll come meet you. And if you're in Richmond, uh, he lives just over to Alex Fraser. So he, he might even be able to come meet you or whatever. I'll, I'll talk with him. I'll, I'll talk with him. Yeah. Or I could even drive into right over the bridge. I'm literally like literally across the bridge. I can see it from my house. So yeah. Yeah. That's so sick, man. All that's good, man. Be sick, dude. What about you? What are you doing tonight? Oh man. I, uh, after this, I got to read my book. I got to read 10 more pages in that book. And then uh, I'm in a journal. It's already 6.40, man. And I hit the bed at like 8. So uh, I've got like an hour of work to do. And then that's pretty yeah. much it. I'm hitting the hay. All right. All right, man. Yeah, dude. What, uh, like, switching over to vegan, like, was that difficult for you? Did you have any issues with that? I was a pescatarian already for 10 years. Ah, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Back you in 20... 20- cut fish. Yeah, and then I cut fish, uh, like almost two years ago, I cut fish, just to see, to see what happens, and it's been, it's been going good, it's been going good. What about, like, with the animal byproducts, like cutting out, like, milk and eggs and stuff like that, is that difficult? Not difficult, I've always been picky, I've always been a picky kid growing up, I didn't eat a lot of food, I was, I was picky about everything back then, and I'm picky now. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, actually... In 2020, man, there's so many different options, especially yeah. for vegans now. Yeah, definitely. Especially Vancouver or the BC, the West Coast. I mean, it's very easy to uh, to kind of eat that kind of stuff here in the city. Very easy. Yeah, man. So what, what like, I guess that's so crazy, man. At 26 years old, you just decide, I need to start doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts, man. It's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. It's, uh, you know, I always wanted to be on stage and, and do something. If it was like improv or, you know, uh, rapping or whatever, just be, you know, I always like to be on stage. You know, I always wanted to be on stage, but circumstances around when I was younger allowed me, you know, being around the wrong type of people that, you know, the stage is like the last place you're going to want to be if you're around the wrong people or a certain type of, you know, uh, associations, you know? But once you, you know, find out who you are, which takes time in life, who you are, what you want to do. I mean, you just, you just go and do it, you know, regardless of what people think or, you know, your circumstances, you know, go, go and do it, you know. Were you worried about like people judging you or people thinking about like 
like different opinions on you at all? Oh no. Oh no. I mean, I've always been funny. You know, I've never been like the toughest guy or like, uh, you know, the best jock or anything like that. But, you know, I've always been consistently, I was always one of like the funniest people. Right. So it's sort of in line with who I am. You know, that's, it's, it kind of just, it's in line, you know? Yeah. So it works. Yeah. That's super sick. Have you met anyone that like kind of does stand up comedy that was like super fearful of doing it? Or, like really anxious about doing it or maybe like had reservations at all? Oh yeah. You meet tons, tons of people from all types of walks of life, you know, like different ages, people who are new to Canada. I met a girl last year who was her first time. She's from China. And, uh, you know, I was there at her very first show and now I see her like regularly on the, on the comedy scene. And, you know, it's good to see her, you know, a year into the thing. And she's like really, you know, comfortable. She's shy and timid in real life, but on the stage, you know, she, uh, you know, she does her thing. So. That's sick, man. That it kind of creates like that outlet for her. Yeah. She gets props, you know, she does it. That's sick, man. That's really, really sick. So like if you were to have to choose between one of the two, like acting or comedy, like which one would you say is your favorite? Oh, there's no, there's no doubt it's comedy, right? Cause you create everything. It's all the dialogue. It's you, you create it, you know, with acting, you know, you, you go off. It's good because acting interact with someone, you bring energy together in a scene talking with somebody, but with comedy, it's all you, it's hundred percent you, you know, even Joe Rogan, he's like, I like, you know, acting is okay. It's okay. But, comedy he likes you know comedy you, you create the content you know yeah man joe rogan he uh he's got a huge deal now he's with spotify yeah he into some issues with like some stuff that he said i think last week he had to do a public apology i think a week or two ago and that sucks it's kind of weird it's such a weird world man it's so weird it is it is it's nuts man what would you say like I guess keeping like the hikes and the comedy has really kept you positive. But like, man, like, what do you think is like the answer to all this stuff? Like, how do you, how do we get out of this madness? Like what's going on, man? I don't have the answer. You know, I think the thing is uh, keeping the faith, you know, you got to keep the faith that things will get better. If we don't, if we don't, we get better from here. We don't go lower and get worse. We get better from here. So even though the numbers are getting higher and, but you know, things are opening up, you know, the government's trying to work with us or whatever. Um, you know, we don't go down, we go up, things get better from here. You know, we build from this year and we make a better year next year and so forth and so forth. And, and don't live off fear, you know, don't live off fear. You know, from every walk of life, every age, don't live off fear. You can't. Yeah. Have you lived off fear before? Oh yeah. When I was, yeah, especially when I was younger, I lived off fear, you know, and you try not to, you try to hide it as best as you can, but you, you can't live like that. You, you just can't. Yeah. It's not productive. It's not healthy. Were you like kind of like, cause I know for myself when I was a kid, like, especially as a, like a teenager and like mm -hmm. early in my twenties, yeah. I was really like kind of putting on a mask all the time. Just like kind of pretending to be somebody that I wasn't whenever I was really anxious or uncomfortable. Like, did you have something similar to that or? Yeah, no, I did. I did. I did. You know what? I put it like this. When I was younger, I was a, a sheep in wolf's clothing. Right. And now that I'm older, I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. Now you're like incognito mode. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a wolf now. Like, oh, I'm a wolf. I know I'm a wolf, but I wear the, I'm in sheep's clothing. But when I was younger, I was a fucking sheep, but I was in the wolf clothing, right? right. I wasn't really that wolf, but I, I was just a, you know, a kid, you know? But I played it like I was a fucking wolf when I wasn't, you know? Yeah, and that yeah. obviously can get you into a lot of trouble. I know it did for me, that's for sure, man. You say a lot of things that you probably shouldn't say. You do a lot of things you shouldn't do, man. Yeah. What would be like biggest piece of advice 
like be for someone that's kind of like in that situation right now? It's not worth the risk. Don't risk it. You want to travel, have nice adventures in life. That's, that's the awesome thing about life. So many places to go. A lot of adventures. Don't risk your freedom on anything stupid. Tons of stuff to do. I was, uh, I mentored this kid. He was like a little boxer. He used to be into boxing, but he was, he was getting involved with the wrong crowd. He's like, Hey, do you think I should get involved with this? Just make some money. He's like, no, don't. You want to go to Los Angeles? You want to go to Hollywood? You can't do those type of things. You can't cross the border. Right. He ran into me like a year and a half later or two years later on commercial drive. Guess what? He went down to Hollywood. He, he did like a boxing camp and stuff like that. He actually went down there. Uh, he was like, Hey, thanks to you. I never got in trouble. And I ended up doing boxing down in, in California. I went to like some kind of crazy camp and stuff. That's sick, man. Sick. Yeah. That's something I actually didn't even think about. Like how you can actually like, completely use your freedom to travel, I guess. Yeah. It's not worth it. Like I have cousins, they can't cross the border. You know, they're like, Oh, I wish I went to Vegas. I wish I could go to Vegas. A simple, small thing like going to Las Vegas. They can't go. They can't enjoy Vegas. They can't go to Seattle or the outlets across the border to buy stuff because they fucked it up. Trying to be cool, getting caught up in, you know, stuff that wasn't really important in the first place. Yeah. Man, that's really fucked up. I, I actually completely forgot about that. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm really blessed that the trouble that I got into was like before I was an adult, man. <laughs> that's for sure. Yes. That's Definitely, sure. man. That's crazy, man. And there's so many, like, yeah, I guess, especially with, like, how many businesses are closing down and, like, how many, you know, like, I guess, how many people are, like, looking to get, like, some sort of a release? Like, I feel like there's a huge opportunity for you to make money in the black market right now doing a lot of stupid things, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And uh, gambling, you know, since the casino shut down, right? Like, Richmond, for instance, there's no casino. You think that people aren't gambling anymore? You don't think there's underground casino games? Of course there is. There's yeah. lots going on, you know? Yeah. Dang, Underground. Yeah. yeah, there's two, because there's two casinos now in Richmond, man. There's the Not Star, right well, I guess the Star, yeah, I guess the Starlights in Queensboro, technically, but. Yeah. Yeah, dude, but they're all still shut down. That was, yep. like, one of the first ones that shut down. I remember when I was working at, uh, like, the restaurant, and I think it was, like, February, March, my coworker her boyfriend worked in a casino and she yeah. was like, yeah, we're about to get locked down and all the businesses are going to get shut down. And I was like, there's no way. Like I remember saying to her, I'm like, there's no chance that that's going to happen. We're going to be business as usual all year. And then oh. like two weeks later, she's like, yeah, the casino is getting shut down tomorrow. And I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way. Like there's absolutely yeah. no way. And then next thing you know, we all get told one day at work, it's like, hey, by the way, uh, don't come to work tomorrow. Yeah. And have a big conference or whatever and have a big meeting, but the restaurant's shutting down. We're like, right? are you kidding? Exactly. Fucking crazy. Dude, it oh, happened so fast and it hit like a freight train. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then... And then I was just like, oh, maybe the, like restaurants are just doing it because we were like a franchise restaurant. So I was like, oh, maybe our owner's just doing it. Because I was still going to the gym every single day. And then every day I noticed like less and less people in the gym, less and less people in the gym. And then I remember the last day that I worked out, I think it was March 16th. Yeah, that's when everything right. happened. Mm. March 16th, I was in the gym completely by myself, bro. And it was like, a peak time, like it was like Monday at 9 a.m., like that kind of thing, like a peak time that would be typically pretty busy. 
Yeah. And it's, I'm by myself. And I like start making an Instagram video about how I'm by myself training for the apocalypse type of thing. Yeah. And then I go home that day. And by the time like that evening rolled around, we get a news news story saying that all the gyms are locked down, shut down. I know. It's madness, dude. It's never happened before. It's never happened. Right? Like it's completely unprecedented. Absolutely insane, man. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't happen again. It's, you know, it's crazy. But it forces you to think outside the box. You know, creativity. I was working out with, like, doing home workouts of, like, uh, I had a backpack. I put, like, a medicine ball at the bottom and put, like, cans and, like, accumulate weight and doing, like, curls with, like, a bag, gym bag. That's crazy, man. I just went military style. Push-ups, pull-ups, and sit-ups, man, and runs. That's all I did. Lots of pull-ups. Yeah, lots of pull-ups, man. That's all I did, man. Pull-ups, push-ups, and sit-ups. That's like literally for like three months. And then the gyms opened and I was like, yes, man, finally. Yeah. It's a scary time, man. Scary time. Well, I'm going to let you go, bro, because we've been talking for over an hour now. It's like almost seven o'clock. I got like a, I got like an hour to kind of finish up all my work and get to bed. Okay. But uh, before we go, I actually don't do my own outro. So you're going to do the outro. So essentially all you got to do is a you can plug your social media again tell people where they can find you tell people where they can check you out but okay. b you got to give people a positive message something to make them feel happy something to make them feel like kind of encouraged for the future all right i'm gonna pass okay. it over to you, you yeah go, this George. is james brown right here you can find me on instagram jamesbrown.ca uh the message for everyone out there it's a crazy time in this world so many things going on, coming at you from all types of angles. What you got to do is you got to keep the faith. Number one, things are going to get better from here. We go up from here. Number two, you can't live in fear. Don't live in fear. This is not the worst time of your life, and it won't be. And uh, everyone, stay healthy. Stay healthy. This is a reminder. Take care of your health moving forward because can't take it for granted. Can't take it for granted. James Brown, 2020, we're all going to make it through. Yeah. That's right. Thank you so much, bro, for your time. This is really all awesome. right, man. I feel really good about this. Let me know when you start doing comedy. I got. I'll hook you up. So I will, whatever, man. man. I'm gonna start hitting the books a little bit more and writing some more stuff, dude. All right. Actually, firing me up right now. Awesome, man. All right, man. Take all it right. easy. Peace out. Thank you so Peace. much, man. Good night. Woo.